Welcome to Common Sense Leadership Podcast with your host, Dr. L.D. Bennett. Common Sense Leadership is an influencer podcast that will make you think, laugh, and act. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to subscribe and tell a friend to also listen and subscribe. Now, let's join our host, Dr. L.D. Bennett. Happy Friday, the last Friday in the month. And I am so excited about uh, this entire month. We've been, we've had great guests on and they have been really sharing with us uh, their methodology and their process around asking. Our theme for the month is the art of the ask, A-S-K, knowing and getting what you want. And today, the young lady that is on, she's our last guest of the month. I told her she's batting cleanup with a, a baseball metaphor. Uh, but she is one of those folks that I met many years ago. Uh, we were talking about her, it's been a minute, uh, with Betsy Magnus Leadership Institute. And she she is in the industry, in the entertainment industry, and she has been phenomenal. Some of the work that she is doing, I want her to take her time and share that with us. It is something that uh, you only dream about. And she is on today, and I want to welcome my guest, Kimberly Wilson. I call her Kimmy because I just love her, love her, love her. So Kim, thank you for being on and welcome. Thank you for having me, LD. I love you too. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here with you. I miss you. I will tell you that. I miss you too. <laughs> hey, listen, let's jump right in. So, so tell us about your leadership journey. Tell us about the journey and then tell us a little bit more about what you're doing right now and what all of that entails, if you would, please. Of course, of course. So right now I serve as the vice president of multi-platform marketing at the Walt Disney Company. I've been in the business, um, the entertainment business anyway, for 20 plus years, going on 21. And it's been, it has definitely been a journey. Journey is the word. Uh, I didn't come to this this uh, industry traditionally. I came to it kind of late. I had a, a career prior to getting into entertainment where <clears throat> I don't even know that it was a career. It was kind of a job. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I dropped out of college and was really just trying to find my way. And a turn about 27, 28 years old, decided to go back to school and pursue a career in marketing, a degree in marketing. And found my way to an internship at BET at 28. Uh, it was, there was no role beneath me at that age. Uh, I was very focused on getting into the entertainment business. And so BT took me on as an intern and that really started my career here. I did that, they hired me uh, three months later after my internship ended uh, in our Chicago office where I'm from, Chi-Town, Southside. And it was, it was, it was a little bit of a fairy tale because I didn't, I never imagined that I could work in this business. And from there, just worked really hard, met as many people as I could. Uh, they laid us off a few years after that, but I knew that I wasn't above again, take, starting from scratch. So at the time I was in grad school and decided to take on an internship at the radio station in Chicago, they ultimately hired me and sent me to New Orleans to oversee the marketing function for those radio stations there. And it was after a couple years, I was really ready to grow 
in a bigger market. Uh, a friend of mine at Disney said, hey, we're hiring out in LA. Are you interested in applying for that role? And I did, it was getting back to my TV roots. And I've been at Disney for 16 years. So uh, it's been, it, I simplified it, but it was by no means that simple. Uh, and so today I spend a ton of my time working on growing our our customer base across our television and film products uh, on streaming platforms on, on cable satellite uh, and i've been doing that since i since i came to disney so working with world-class brands and incredible people has been uh really 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 nice um and i I don't take for granted, or it's not lost on me that I actually used to do something I did not love. <laughs> and to be able to do that now has been pretty incredible. That's incredible, especially when you talked about uh, there were, you said there was nothing that was beneath you in, in terms of mm -hmm. knowing exactly what you wanted to do. And what I heard, uh, Kim, was you know, you, you took some risks, you know, to, to say, mm -hmm. oh, okay. You know, you're leaving Shy Town. I know you love it. Deep Dish Pizza. Hey, <laughs> you left there. I know, right? You left there and went to a different place, a young woman, and and shared just a little bit. And I, you know, I, I, my memory may be a little fuzzy, but I do recall uh, one of our conversations when you were in Betsy um, talking about your dad and, and kind of what your dad instilled in you. So talk a little bit about those family roots and, and some of the things that your dad put in you to, to be a risk taker, you know, obviously a calculated risk taker, but really to jump out there. It, it takes a lot of courage to jump out there and say, you know, this is where I need to be. I don't care where it takes for me to get there. So talk a little bit about your dad and some of the things that he taught you to get you to where you are today. Yeah, I'm always happy to talk about um, my father. He was a dreamer and he instilled a lot of that in us. My mom is a pragmatist. So we, my sister and I had both of those influences in our lives. But my father was a very dominating personality when it came to chasing your dreams, going after things, working really hard and from an early age, he was all all about exposing us to things we weren't exposed to naturally. Uh, he would take us to museums. We would have to do book reports when he would travel out of town. He would um, insist that we have these like really deep conversations about culture, uh, about science. He he didn't graduate from college, but he was very curious, and so he would attend um he would he would attend junior college it was a junior college not far from us he would take classes there he wrote a book uh which i have the manuscript for and i actually need to publish that for him in his honor uh, but he was very much about there's nothing you can't do if you put in the work yes there will be barriers yes there are forces working against you um but uh, I'm going to provide you with all of the resources. I just need you to do the work. And so he encouraged me when that internship opportunity came and my mother, God bless her, was like, are you sure you want to leave this government job to go to DC? And my dad was kind of like, yes, let's pack your things. It's time for you to go. So I appreciated 
him giving us a platform to explore different things. And as long as we were doing what we were supposed to do and we were putting 100% in, he supported us 110%. And so everything I do, I'm a lot like him. I love to travel internationally. I love learning about other cultures. I love history and science and all of the things that he loved. And so I see I see peaks of him in me when I'm in certain settings or I'm making certain decisions. And so he's been gone now since 2014, but everything I do is really in honor of him and kind of a manifestation of all the things that he taught my sister and myself. Uh, and my mother who, you know, a dreamer needs a pragmatist <laughs> in the room because uh, you can imagine the chaos that ensues when it's just, when you're just dreaming. Uh, and so my mom brought that sense of yes and to the to the conversation, um, which was really a beautiful environment to grow up in. Uh, so a lot of the decisions that I've made to take certain risks or become a student again, or um, just to continue uh, learning and maybe making decisions that my younger self would have given pause to but when i think about him i'm like oh no dad would 100 percent support this so yes I'm, I'm in so he was he was an, a, a really strong influence in my life and continues to be super I, i'm glad you shared that because i do remember a couple of conversations you every time you talk about your dad you just beam and and i want to i want to piggyback on a couple of things that you talked about and i want to ask you about if you would share what is your process for asking you know to you know because some of the things that you're doing now they weren't even in the plan i mean it was like you were in the right place yes but you asked the right question so talk to us about your process how do you start who do you talk to how do you how do you get where you are uh and talk to to our audience about that yeah you know it's an interesting question and it, before you you reached out and, and asked me about it i actually hadn't thought about that process of of, of asking and it's a really good conversation to have because I think it varies by situation. So uh, asking for, for instance, a promotion is very different than how I would ask for increased scope, which don't isn't always the same thing or a stretch project or a meeting. Uh, so I, I, I spend a lot of time kind of reading the room in terms of what is it that I'm actually asking for and what is the case that I need to make to get it. So asking for a promotion is a very different conversation. I don't go into that lightly. It's very uh, strategic. I, I know exactly uh, what the pushback could potentially be, whether it's around timing or resources or whatever that is but then asking for a stretch assignment might be easier that then helps me get to that that kind of ultimate goal so um my process is really kind of understanding what is it that i'm i really want and am i asking for what i want or am i dancing around that because sometimes what you're asking for isn't actually what you want <laughs> uh sometimes it can come out uh like you're you're kind of dancing around 
what you really want and you're asking for something else. So I'm, I'm really clear about what is it that I ultimately want to get out of this ask. Uh, I do consult mentors. I, I, invaluable having a sounding board. I have a group of people that I also, I call my board of directors and I know many people have them where I can bounce ideas and, and, and scenarios off of to help me prepare for the ask. But there's levels to this thing and some asks are greater than others. So I just kind of go into it prepared and really clear on what is it that I want to get out of it. You know what, you just you just hit on something. You know, am I asking for what I really want? And, and I mm -hmm. think that takes a lot of a soul searching and, and, and really a strong understanding of the lay of the land. You talked about when I get in the room, I'm reading that room and I'm really mm -hmm. trying to understand what is it I really want to take from this. And, and I think sometimes, uh, a lot of times people don't get their, their asks responded to in the way they want because they never really ask for what they ultimately wanted. And I like uh, the point that you made. I also liked another point that you talked about. Talk a little bit about asking for that stretch project. And, and I like what you said, the stretch project can also lead you into that next conversation around a promotion or a raise or whatever. Mm -hmm. So talk about um, the stretch project, because I, I hear from a lot of folks saying, you know what, I am trying to position myself in my organization better. So what do I need to do? And I think if you can talk about that stretch project a little bit more, I think that gives people a, a wider berth from which to, to draw, if you would, please. Absolutely. Don't sleep on the stretch project. I, I just, I don't believe you are too high in title or too far in your career to do a stretch project. I have certainly asked for them and I'm working on one right now. It's pretty incredible. And it, what it's done for me is it's, it's exposed me to people that I would have never met. Uh, processes that I've never been a part of that I've gotten to learn other parts of the business that my current role doesn't necessarily touch. Uh, it, it's also an audition a little bit, you know, if you get a stretch project in an area that you, uh, that is of interest to you, people get to see you work. And that is another way to position yourself. And by the way, you're learning, you're um, networking, you're building relationships. So I have found them to be extremely valuable in stretching myself, flexing muscles I didn't think I had, uh, expanding my network of people, um, and just getting to show what I'm capable of doing to the extent I'm not able to do that in my current role. So it's another way to learn an organization if you're interested in doing that. So a lot of big organizations are very siloed. So you end up just doing the work in the role you're in. A stretch assignment in another segment allows you to, <clears throat> excuse me, it allows you to learn that business in a, in a broader way. And that has absolutely helped me as I've as I look to what's next. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, I have to ask the $64,000 question. How has your asking changed or differed or needed to be modified being a young black woman in a predominantly white male oriented environment? How has that changed or has it changed? Uh, have you found any advantages or disadvantages uh, to your position, your demographic, and then being able to ask for what you want. 
Yeah, it has absolutely changed. I think there was a time where I believed I had to check all, all of the boxes before I could ask for the thing that I wanted. Now I'm like, look, y'all need 10, I got three, what's up? <laughs> so, Because there are people who are approaching opportunities based on capability, not based on experience. And so for me, I absolutely am leaning on, am I capable of doing this? Or do you have to have seen a past a body of work to be convinced that I can do this thing, whether it's this job or this stretch assignment or get this promotion? So I'm, I'm a little less apologetic about um, the things that I'm asking for. I might, the way I make the case is different. It is about my point of view and, and my ability to do a job versus the the fact that I've done that job, because again, it's about forward movement, it's about stretching. So I don't I don't wait on did I do the 10 things that you need plus two? It's I've done three, I can absolutely do seven. So that's my process now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that process is so you. <laughs> When you said, I got three, what's up? What's up? <laughs> I said, you know, and let me tell you, there is a, there is, there is so much value in knowing your value, you know, and, and, and knowing your value gives you an extra added layer of confidence and boldness. Mm -hmm. And when I first met you, that was something that I, I can, I remember that so vividly. I'm like, okay. She's going to be a problem. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, you know, what did John Lewis say? It's good trouble, right? It was good trouble. And, and I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that, and, and this is this is a point that you also made, is that at some point you need my perspective. You know, mm -hmm. you need how I'm going to approach this, which will be different from uh, Bill, Bob, Lil Willie and Big Ain't Fanny, you know, there, yes, yes. there is a perspective. And I think that perspective can, can, can even outweigh uh, the skills that people have because you don't want it to be the same thing, uh, just a different day. And that perspective is, is something that you, I, I think you really own that perspective and, and you can, I think you owe that to your dad and a little bit from your mom as well on, on looking at things uh, from a different way and looking at it from your lens and being able to, to, to really give to that. Because, you know, when I look at, you know, where we, where, where you were when we met and now look at you, I am just like, I'm blown away. I'm not surprised, not surprised, <laughs> but just blown away at, at your success. And, you know, you're very humble about it, but when you think about where you are, uh, a young black woman, and, and you're, you talked about that leadership journey, how you got there, a securitist route, but you got there because you had in your mind something you wanted to do. So if you would, I'm gonna get you out of here on this. Give us some parting words. If you were to give somebody some advice, younger person, or even, you know, we have a lot of people that are a little bit older, still in the workplace and are looking to, to kind of reinvent themselves or do something differently. So, so give, some, give some, them some uh, parting words and a little word of advice, if you would. Absolutely. Listen, I think the times have changed so much in terms of 
what people are capable of doing. I think the pandemic um, has shown us our ability to be creative, to um, utilize resources more efficiently. A lot of people discovered themselves through this this time and have changed careers, have decided to be uh, more authentically themselves, have uh, been a little bit bolder. And, and so I say lean into that. Don't lose that when the world becomes, you know, we return to some level of normalcy. Uh, I made it a point not to debate my value. That is not something, a conversation I'm interested in having. We can talk about my ability to do a particular job, or we can talk about uh, the contributions that I'm able to make. I will not debate my humanity and I will not debate my value. So, you know, being able to kind of understand your worth and lead with that, I think gets you into conversations in rooms that maybe not having that. Um, I also think you're never too far in your career to have a mentor. I have several and it is absolutely serves me well. Um, I've had some who have turned into sponsors very quickly, which is important as well. It's having someone who not only is there to give you advice and, and allow you to kind of bounce ideas off of them, but also speak your name in rooms you're not in, um, move things forward for you because they have uh, that credibility and that weight to do so. So it's a little bit of surrounding myself with people that believe in me or are willing to speak on my behalf, but also being bold enough and confident enough, enough to do that for myself and not get that conflated with being arrogant or aggressive. All the microaggression terms that get thrown on us, uh, I push past all of that. So I encourage people to do the same. Wow. Wow. Now, guys, do you see why I love Kimmy? I mean, she is just fabulous. Kim, thank you so much for your time. I know you're crazy busy and I do appreciate you being on. I'm going to I'm going to reserve the right, lean in on our friendship and perhaps have you on a little bit later. <laughs> Absolutely. A little bit later in the summer. I love I love your perspective. And, and uh, I will say uh, my hat is off to your your late father and your mother. Uh, and then the environment in which you grew up in that gave you that boldness and that confidence. And I thank you for your parting words because they were so meaningful to a lot of people. Being authentic, I love what you said. I will not debate you know, my worth and I will not debate my humanity. That Those are powerful words that a lot of people right now in this environment and in, the, in our society right now really do need to embrace. And so I thank you for those. I thank you for your time. I hope you had a great vacation. It's great seeing you. You look fabulous as always. I want you to have a great Friday as you go into the rest of your day. Thank you, Kimberly, uh, my wonderful guest today. Uh, information will be about her on our website. She is a fabulous person. You need to follow her on social media. She's always doing great things. So Kimmy, thank you so much for being on. Thank you, LD, and thank you for everything you did for me um, during Betsy Magnus. You were constantly, you were a constant presence and light uh, during that process. And so I thank you for that. Oh, thank you. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Have a great Friday. Thanks for tuning in and for supporting me. I don't take your support for granted. 
I am both grateful and humbled. Join us next week for another episode. And remember to subscribe and ask others to subscribe. Go to our website at commonsenseleadership.org for more detail. Thank you and have a great day. This podcast and omni-channel experience is brought to you by the Walter Cates Foundation, the entertainment and telecommunication industry's leading national foundation dedicated to advocacy around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we are proud to have them as our signature partner. We are very grateful for their generosity and for their support. To learn more, visit waltercates.org. Thank you for joining Common Sense Leadership Podcast with your host, Dr. L.D. Bennett. Visit our website, commonsenseleadership.org for more details. See you next week.